0: Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots
1: poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices.
0: You're listening to Spoken Word on 3CR. My name's Carmen Maine, and today our guest is Coralie Dimitriadis. Coralie Demetriatus was born in Australia to Greek Cypriot migrants. She writes poetry, short stories, prose and non-fiction and is the author of Love and Fuck Poems, a bestseller for the poetry genre in Australia. It was translated into Greek and published in both languages by Honest Publishing UK. She is an actor and scriptwriter and has produced short films of her poems which were partially funded by the Australia Council. Her theatre show, Coralie, I Say the Wrong Things All the Time, based on the text Love and Fuck Poems and Just Give Me the Pills, debuted at La Mama Theatre. Her literary works have been published in journals and magazines and she has performed at events nationally and internationally. She writes regular journalistic opinion and has been published in news.com.au, The Saturday Paper, The Age, Sydney Morning Herald, ABC, SBS, junkie.com and Rendezvous. She is nearing completion of her debut fiction novel, Divided Island, for which she received a Wheeler Centre Hot Desk Fellowship. So I'd love to welcome our guest on Spoken Word today, Coralie. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us. Thanks for inviting me. No, it's my pleasure. I understand our first poem today, is it titled uh, Surrender?
2: Yeah, it's the poem that um, the book is named after, my new book, Just Give Me the Pills. Mm -hmm. So I'll just do that now. Yeah beautiful okay (laughs) surrender give me the pills i will drink them like wine allow their brilliance to dry my tears my marriage medication stitching me up tight like good, great girls, give me the pills, bring forth the lava. I want to smile, be the perfect wife, the mothering mother. I want to bury the beast, vanishing to wog myth, the one who lost the plot but found her way back luckily. Give me the pills. I want to dine and dance at weddings. Be dazzled by the dress. Push prams around the burbs. Gather at mother's group mumblings. Have dinner parties. Cuddle on the couch. Shop your money wherever. Give me the pills so I can become what is expected and understood so my parents love me and my sisters approve. Give me the pills so I can become what everyone wants. Give me the pills. Just give me the pills.
0: Wow. (laughs) This is why we got you on the show. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's just such a a visceral feeling. I don't know if everyone out there listening right now can feel what I'm feeling, but it's just... Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> okay. So you mentioned before that this was the sort of central poem that Give Me the Pills comes from. Um, and I loved the – it's just such a journey um, and all-encompassing all at once. Uh, how were you – like, where did this come from?
2: Um, this poem was written uh, a long time ago. In fact, um, this book um, – probably spans about 10 years of poetry mm-hmm. um it it this it's a reason why it's a signature piece of the book is because it really is a metaphor for um feminism or um women that feel trapped in their lives where they're living a life that um is prescribed to them rather than a life that they chose mm-hmm. and this can really apply to anyone who you know even people in the gay community um and so you know uh, it, it's it's that feeling of going this is too hard um just give me the pills so this can all go away mm-hmm. and i can just conform to being what everyone um, wants me to be and then i'll be loved by family and close friends and 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 i won't be the the talk of the town i'll just be the normal one I'll just be normal
0: yeah Yeah. it's about really wanting to fit in and and having to compromise and change oneself to do that but please just give me something to help me to do that yeah Yeah. (laughs) um I wanted to ask a question around uh one of the lines that you had um at at the start of your book just give me the pills it's the line a poem is a fragment in time it is not the poet i Read that first, obviously, because it's one of the first pages. I'm like, (laughs) yes, this. It's such a beautiful thing to like not like to have poetry around place and time and not this isn't a definitive thing. Yeah,
2: I think I wrote that because I've suffered a lot of scrutiny because of my poetry, because I do write my poetry in a very like immediate raw state where um, I have an emotion and I, I write write it out and then I overcome that emotion and I might even learn and I might not necessarily agree with how I was feeling when I wrote that poem but Mm. um especially with love and love and f poems um my first book I think that you know got a lot of slack for that and even though it sold well but um yeah just um acknowledging that a poem you know certain kinds of poetry can exist in a moment in time and we shouldn't judge the poet Based on that because actually I see poetry as a gift because maybe I overcame an emotion through writing that poem but then that poem can be gifted to someone else to help them go through what I went through and they can't express themselves the way that I can but I'm giving them this gift to help them. And so, therefore, that's where poetry is beautiful and poets shouldn't be crucified for
0: the gifts that they offer. Absolutely. And that gift of expression can be so, it's seemingly so personal, but the way that it resonates universally is just a thing of beauty. And I so much enjoy your work. So, thank oh, you.
2: Thank you. <laughs> the Centrelink queue. I'm in the Centrelink queue. I'm waiting in the Centrelink queue. I have fallen from wog grace and landed in the Centrelink queue. Got a two-hour car spot outside. I'll be lucky if I'm out of here in two hours. My feet are getting tired waiting in the Centrelink queue. I need to go to the bathroom but I might lose my spot in the Centrelink queue. I'd probably take five years off Dad's life if he saw me in the Centrelink queue. Add a few years to Mum's depression. Single separated mother in the Centrelink queue. Single separated mother in the Centrelink queue. Head low in the Centrelink queue. Loser in the Centrelink queue. The girl with a business degree in the Centrelink queue. I paid for the privilege of the Centrelink queue when I worked for corporate giants. 40 cents in the dollar tax for the Centrelink queue, 40 cents in the dollar tax for the Centrelink queue, not that that makes a difference in the Centrelink queue, I'm just a CRN number in the Centrelink queue. My arty friends are also in the centrelink queue. The government financially supports us in the centrelink queue. Artists funding in the centrelink queue. Artists funding in the centrelink queue. How this country supports the arts the centrelink queue. How Melbourne has a vibrant culture the centrelink queue. The artists shame the centrelink queue. Fallen from grace of the centrelink queue. From the migrant dream to the centrelink queue. I'm standing in the centrelink queue. This is my shame the centrelink queue. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted
0: to say, it's so interesting how we perceive others will punish us, but all the while we are punishing ourselves.
2: How do you feel about that sort of thought? Um, look, I think when I um, went through my divorce, which... Um The central theme of the book is is divorce, and how really, really hard is it is for women to leave marriages, mm. especially ones where um there's a lot of pressure to conform and be a good wife, you know in a Greek culture, definitely, not as much these days, but when I got married, yes um and um you know it, it's that whole thing of just um seeing yourself. Um, through the eyes of your culture mm. and 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 so you know I've, I often say a lot of the time i I see myself through the eyes of my enemies i don 't know why I do it I think that I do it because you know when I was growing up in and I grew up in a very patriarchal culture, you know women um were 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 taught not in a like um, in like a direct way in an indirect way to serve men mm. you know. And, um, like we're the ones in the kitchen and we're the ones that have to be the good, good Greek girls. And, and so, you know, when I pushed up against that and I left, um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm. And, um, I just felt like a complete failure, um, you know, uh, in the eyes of my family, in the eyes of my culture. And it took me many, many, many years to, Realize that it was okay that I made that choice, and that's actually one of the main reasons I wrote this book because I want to give those women that think it's not okay, um, I want to show them it is okay mm-hmm. and that it doesn't have to be as hard as what I made it, you know. Um, you know, because when I left, I really didn't have any books or role models that I could look at, you mm-hmm. know, I was the first girl in my extended family to like just leave a marriage, you know, mm. for no reason. Like there was this one other girl in the extended family that left her marriage because um, her husband was cheating on her. I didn't have any such situation, you know. You stay. Unless the the husband cheated or is bashing you, you stay. That's what you do. You do your duty. You, you look after your children. Your children come first before anything, mm. you know, and that means keeping the family together. So... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's such a thing
0: to challenge and when your culture and your identity are so intertwined and to, you know, be honest to your identity, you have to turn your back on some aspects of culture. I can only imagine that that's a really, really difficult thing.
2: Yeah, it is. But also I wanted to share with that poem and I have a lot of other poetry about this, about, you know, when women do leave marriages, you know, there are organisations that, you know, um, do make you feel like a criminal as well and mm. Centrelink's one of them and um, you know it's uh, things can be done better I believe then you know the, the 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 support you know I just saw in the in the news the other day you know the shelters of, of single mothers where they're being placed you know disgusting circumstances and you know, we, more needs to be done to help women leave marriages, to support women. You know, I didn't suffer any kind of, like, abuse and it was so hard for me to leave. I, I mean, I don't even know how I would have survived if that was thrown in the mix as well. Mm, you absolutely. know, I became strong through the process. Before the process, I was not a strong woman. I was not. Mm. Yeah. And the number factor, like
0: we're all in the queue and we're all a number. Yeah. I, I love that little <laughs> section in the poem about all the artists in the Centrelink queue are yeah. like, yeah, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's where we hang sometimes. It's where we are.
2: Yeah, it's people. Well, this book is also about the arts and, yeah. and there is that thread of wanting to speak and and you know because actually when I left my marriage there was this whole thing of like the writings made her go mad she's gone crazy Mm. and so you know that's that support from I got from the Melbourne Spoken Word community is really you know what was fundamental to saving me I have to say to be able to go to poetry events and and read my poetry and be encouraged and supported uh, I, if I didn't have that outlet, I don't know what I would have done because my family and all that very much turned against me when I left and it took them a long time to come around. Mm. Um, and I really didn't have any friends. So, um, yeah, the spoken word community, especially in Melbourne, it's it's a great place. Absolutely. I think you're not alone there. A lot of people feel supported by this
0: community and that's why we're so lucky to have, have it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Spoken Word on Community Radio 3CR, where community voices make a big splash.
2: Shh, woman, Shh, Woman, why are you so loud? You're too chatty, too whiny, too observant. You should shh a little, shh. Everyone in the cinema can hear you. Your laughter is louder than all the rest. You never used to laugh like that six years ago when you were married and repressed. You sound really, really happy. But the entire cinema wants to lean over to tap you on the shoulder to say, shh. You won't get anywhere in life. You won't get a man. Talking like that and writing like that and being like that. Take a leaf out of your past and shh. Remember how you always shh Be more like that. Be more womanly, more motherly, more elegant. Smile for the camera. Shh. Swallow your laughter. Shh. Be polite. Shh, shh, shh. Employers want to hire women who are part of the all-male team. So don't speak inappropriately, don't challenge, don't question, don't dream. Everything will come good for you. You'll have everything you want and everything you need. Trust me on this. The only way to succeed is to bring your lips together and shh. That's it. Shh, shh, shh. Shh.
0: Wow. I don't want you to shh. Can can we keep talking, please? (laughs) Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it's a concept around taking up space as well, it's not just like shh, but space. Yeah. And uh, there's so many ways that we are silenced.
2: Yeah, it's so true. I mean, this poem is quite towards the end of the book, after my emancipation from my culture, reconciling with my family after my divorce, and still feeling like people were telling me to shh, despite the fact that I had to fight so hard to actually speak because before I left my marriage I was quite quiet and didn't really speak. And, you know, we have this society that is like encouraging women to speak and then when we speak it's like, you know, be more sensible or mm. you know, be a good girl. Like Speak yeah. in this way, please. If yeah. you're gonna speak you have to do it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even just in like business settings, you know, um work and stuff like you know if you're too like emotional or you know you're not like basically acting like a man that's Mm -hmm. why I wanted to kind of that's why I deliver that poem in like a man's voice and that poem actually is part of my theatre show saying the wrong things where I actually like put on a trench coat and act like a proper man yeah you know (laughs) um you know, because, like, it's so common in the workplace that, you know, women are almost, like, expected to act like men, mm. you know. Even men are expected to act more like men. Man up, you know. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. And,
0: yeah. And that hyper-masculinity is pretty toxic. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: definitely. So, I guess, yeah, that was what I wanted to highlight with that piece and just mm. – you know um, we encourage women to kind of emancipate themselves but we also when they emancipate themselves we also have to be like creating spaces you know for them and even like particularly I found the same struggle you know even in the art sector you know like I'm quite raw confrontational um, you know and and to like um, you know emancipate myself from my culture and actually start writing and speaking and creating and having like people in the art sector going, oh, she's a, she's a troublemaker. She, she should, sh- she needs to act a bit more like us, you know, more conservative, more proper, more proper Australian, you know, we're, mm. we're proper here. We don't fly off the hand of like, you know, Mediterranean Greek madness, you know, and, and that was a shock too, to go, hey, hey, do you know how hard it was for me to actually get up on this stage and actually speak? Mm -hmm. You know, and now you're telling me, oh, I'm not acting in the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of that in the, in the art sector, you know, in the literary community, you know, so that needs to be looked at too, because when we talk about diversity, we we have to talk about diverse voices and all voices sound different. It's not about race. It's about voices and experiences and, um, you know, and embracing um, those differences, Absolutely, yeah.
0: I think there's so much value in difference, and recognizing that difference is a, a beautiful, strong thing. It's not something Absolutely. to tear us apart. Absolutely, and,
2: and if my poem if my poem offends you, maybe that's a good thing because, like, yeah. it makes you think. I mean, I I like being challenged by my art. There's heaps of art that confronts me and, and annoys me and and upsets me, but. You know, then I think it's great because I learned something, mm. you know, and, and I, I, I want to be challenged. I, I don't want to just see and hear the same old thing. Yeah, and before you learn something, you felt something. Hopefully. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah,
0: it's just it's a really powerful thing about the arts and, yeah, we shouldn't shy away from it. I agree. <laughs>
2: You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, the voice of the community. 3CR, community radio, giving the voice to the community since 1976. Believe. Lately, a few new people have come into my life who believe in me. There seems to be a lot of belief in me. Even my mum recently stuck up for me when someone took a dig at why I do my art instead of work full time. And she said, she said, you will do your art and you don't need to explain this to nobody. I've spent many years trying to get people to support me and now that they are and things are coming good, something still isn't quite right because it seems that despite the people who rally around me and try to catch me as I'm falling, I still seem to be failing and repeating the same pattern over and over again and that's when I realised there's one person, there's one pivotal person who doesn't believe in me, who stops me from achieving everything I dream for and that person is me. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you will keep failing and falling and tripping and you may as well stop trying altogether because if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in who you are, if you don't believe you can have the love and the career and everything you dream of, it won't happen and you leave yourself open, vulnerable to the next person who comes by, who doesn't believe in you at all, that person will knock you down and they will take pleasure in it and the disappointments will pile high to the ceiling and all you will do is sit and look at them all day and beat yourself up about who you are and you will fall and get up, fall and get up, and you will spend the rest of your life doing this again and again and again. But if you stand solid and strong, if you stand tall behind your path, if you the path you have chosen for your life, the decisions you have made, if you stand tall inside you and say, this is who I am, I am awesome, I believe in me, I believe I'm a good, honest and decent person with great intentions. If you believe, you are one step closer to achieving what you want. But if you don't believe, you may as well stop trying because you will always get in the way of you.
0: Sometimes we need a pep talk, and I think that was it. Thank yeah. you so much, Coralie. Thanks, it's a beautiful piece, and I love the. Um, I love that your mum stood up for you.
2: Yeah, I think you know. There's little fragments of that. That you know, it's it's good. It's good when you really do stand your ground, and then people come around. Yeah. Um. It takes a long time sometimes, years, mm-hmm. but um. You know, I'm so glad I did it because I actually have a better relationship with my family now because I'm more honest. Mm. You know, and and we can be more honest with each other. And you know, people sometimes spend their whole lives not being honest with their loved ones, and I think that that's so sad. And um, because out of fear of losing that love, um, but you know, people people do come around eventually um, if they love you, they come around. Mm. And that poem is really about going. You know. Other people have come around, they believe, and now and now you need to catch up and and you need to believe, you know um, and um, we always need that constant reminding, I think, you mm-hmm. know even even today, picking up the poem and reading it, I'm like, yeah, I still need a bit of that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: there's that element of fake it till you make it, but at some point we
0: have to sit down with ourselves and say, you know what?" I deserve this kindness, I believe in what I'm doing here and I'm here for the right reasons with integrity, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing. And to put it to the paper, to put it into words and to put it into our ears, you've done such a beautiful job at that. So thank you.
2: Yeah, because I do think I just want to add that like sometimes people accuse us of not being authentic Mm. or having integrity and sometimes we doubt ourselves, um, especially when we're artists as well. I think that can happen um, quite a bit. And so, you know, we need to keep that belief and, 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 and check in with with ourselves. A- am I being authentic? Am I? Do I have integrity? Do I feel that? Yes, I do. Well, they're wrong and, and I'm right and I need to mm-hmm. believe that. Absolutely. Because sometimes a little bit of play can, or
0: changing your idea or learning can look like a lack of integrity yes but definitely people are allowed to grow people are allowed to change and i think you know your intention is so so important in that like yeah. if your intent is true then you can't do can't go too far wrong really yeah yeah <laughs> um now i understand you've got some gigs coming up
2: yeah i've got um a a few gigs for um, celebrating International Women's Day around that time. Um, And if people go to my website, com, they'll get all the information there. They can also look me up on social media, subscribe to my newsletter because I actually um, also write articles every now and then and I have a blog so um, they can stay updated. That way. And I'm also going to be going to America this year as well because I got funding from the Cypriot government. Congratulations. I'm so excited on your behalf. It's so awesome. I know. What an opportunity. It's great. I'm going to go to a journalism and authors conference, one of the most prestigious in the world in New York. And um, I'm also going to be doing some gigs around America. So. Yeah, really excited and really thankful to the Supreme Ministry of Education for funding me. It's such a
0: great, great thing, awesome opportunity. And I wish you all the best in your journey and your travels. And um, yeah, hopefully I get to see you a bit more recently. Well, a bit more soon than that at the Women's Day event, International Women's Day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks for
0: having me. (laughs) No, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Coralie. Thanks. You've been listening to Spoken Word on 3CR. My name is Carmen Main and our guest today is Coralie Dimitriadis. Spoken Word is on every Thursday morning from 9 until 9.30am on 3CR. You can find us on your radio, 855 on the AM dial. You could stream us online at 3cr.org.au or you can tune in to our weekly podcast. For more information on Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene and spoken word scene, check out melbournespokenword.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to 3CR.
1: Bye. My-